Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to Monday night's Rangers Ravel podcast. It is the phone-in brought to you by Let Me Repair You UK for all your mobile, tablet and laptop repair needs. Um, stick their name into your, your search engine and uh, marvel at their repairing um, brilliance, absolute brilliance. Um, some great repairs, some great offers, so uh, please do check them out. Tonight I'm joined by a scorching three because the weather is absolutely incredible. It's Wilf. Brian and Kerr, how are we doing? Men, we all right? All good, Robert, all good. All good, Robert. I don't know if I'm so much at Doncaster as Dubai. I'm absolutely sweatboxing this room, I'm telling you. Um, listen, lots to talk about tonight. Obviously, transfers, um, building and building. Um, new kit launched and, and friendlies mentioned as well. But I want to start, obviously, a bit of breaking news before we came on. It looks like the boy, uh, Sam Lammers, is is still delivered, uh, possibly as early as next week. Uh, 3.5 million swapping sunny Italy for Glasgow's south side. Care, what you make of this one? What I know about him, I think he's a decent bit of business. Robert, uh, what I've seen him, he's, he can hold the ball up. He's, he's two footed, which I like about him. I know he's six foot three, but he's really good in the ground for a tall forward and he likes to play up really well. Just know when he's bump it up, then we'll head it on. Do you know that way? He can. Can play in the flanks, can play through middle. You can look at his goal scoring record and think that's not great. But you hear people saying we should out buying a twenty goal a season guy. Every team wants one of them. And unless you're going to spend millions and millions of pounds, we're in a market where we can. So the manager's looking at guys who you think we can maybe get the best out of for a lower price. And if this is where he wants, then I'm all for it. Well, Scott makes a, a great point there. You're not going to be able to get. A twenty a twenty goal a season man yeah, off the bat in terms of the, the you know the market we're shopping in. You look at the the two players that Michael Beale is brought in. How important is it that we sort of trust his judgment here? Oh, we've got to trust the judgment. I mean, I'm a, I'm a bit concerned. I'm sitting here looking at his, his Wikipedia stats, and 
you know, he's got what five five goals in the last three or four seasons. I mean, that's that's not great for a striker at all, at any, at any level. I mean, I know as Kerr says, it costs millions and millions of pounds to get strikers that are scoring 15, 20 goals a season. But I mean, he scored one goal at Samp, one goal at Empoli, one goal at some German team that we won't talk about when he was on loan to them uh, season before last. Uh, 2020-2021, two goals, two goals for Atalanta. But then, come back four seasons, he scored 16 goals for, for, for Heerenveen. So, the guy can score goals. I just, I'd be interested to know why his stats are as, as low as they are. I mean, I don't know, I don't know the first thing about the guy. I don't know whether these appearances are off the bench or if he start if he start if he start all these games and that's all he scored, I'm I'm worried. But if he's only been coming on for bit parts here and there, then it's obviously something we can work with. But on the face of it, his goal scoring stats aren't great. But as Kerr says, to get the kind of stats that get that Rangers Twitter seems to be looking for, you're going to be spending money that we simply don't have. Um, you, you're, you're bang on there. The phone lines are open, as you can see below, 01416287237. Uh, get your calls in. Martin will pick it up and fire you through. Anything you want. It doesn't need to be about transfers. You, you set the debate and we'll answer the questions. Brian, how important is it, do you think, that maybe Michael Beale's sort of scouting more for a, for a system rather than just going for a name or, or a guy that scored 20, 30 goals? Well, I think he's clearly... He's, he's identifying certain players for certain positions because he's obviously identified uh, the, the three guys that he's signed already and he's obviously identified the positions that he feels we need to strengthen. You know, the goalkeeper, that's been the biggest issue for a season or two now. Um, sent, well, the Dowell as well. He's obviously seen something in him that he likes, that he feels he'll fit the system. And the Sifuent is, I don't know when that's going to happen, but sometime this week, I believe. And, you know, that's another guy that he's... He's spotted something in him that he th- he feels he can contribute towards the team. So he's very much he's picking players for his system that he wants, and that's what you need. You can't you can't just as you say pick guys just because of their name. You need if it's all very well signing a name, but they don't fit the system. There's no point in having them. So and it's going on to what Wolf said. You know, he's I think he's played 34 games this year, two goals. Lammers I think it was 24, two goals the season before. 18 games, two goals. So it's, I'm the same as Wolf. I'm kind of alarmed by the sort of lack of goals. Um, although, he, as Wolf said, he's, he scored 16 for Heronview in one season. So it's, the last three seasons are just worrying me a little bit in the sense that he's, you know, six goals in the last three seasons. So um, I'm kind of hoping that he, he goes back to his Heronview sort of form and gets the shooting boots back. Yeah, we've spent podcasts for months talking about strikers. Um, I won't name them all, but I'll call them sort of the usual suspects. Um, we've rattled through these names, compared them all. And then Sam Lammers pops up alongside uh, the boy Dessa, um, probably out of obscurity, really. Where do you think these names have sort of come from? Do you think Michael Beale's been sort of watching these guys for a while or he's sort of been the names that have been dropped into his lap? Or where do you think these guys have sort of came from for them to be so heavily linked and, you know, looking like they're going to join the club now? You're on mute, buddy. Robert, I just think Michael Beale's been watching for a while. He's not going to get any name dropped in his lap and an agent calls him and saying, this guy's available in his lap, all right, I'll buy him. I think he's been watching them for a period and like you said previously, I think it's the brain for that way Michael Beale wants to play. I think he's going to give us more. Yeah, you can look at his stats. I'm not, I'm not a big one for stats. I know a lot of people look at stats so well, but I'm not a big one for that. 
And I can see where people are saying wanting to score more goals, but I think he's overall play. Mate, what Michael Bruce looking at, where he his two footed, he can play in the flanks, he can drop deep, he defends for the front as well. I think that type of game Michael Bruce is interested in, I think, more an out and out striker. We may bring somebody else in. Yeah, we can look at our names, and you can see other names we've mentioned in the past, like Nasbitt and guys like that, Shanklin, but obviously Bill's got names that he wants, and if he goes for him and get them, then he'll be happy. Obviously, they can't get his first choice. He'll be a list of guys or go down, but this guy's, he must be been after him for a while. And listen, you don't go to, you don't get sign an Italian club if you're poor. I mean, sometimes you just go to a club and it don't, it doesn't work, but you can go somewhere else and you can just suddenly fit in. And hopefully that happens to him. But listen, if Michael Bill thinks he's worth the punt and thinks, he can make him a better player than this just now. He can get some out of him and can improve our team. Then I'll be happy for saying. Well, the the fees are reported three and a half million pounds. Um, quite a, a large sign on fee if if you if you believe what you uh, reading in the press and, and our budget etc. How important is it now to to move on the likes of Glenn Kamara? I noticed today he's been sort of uh, had an asking price slapped on him four million pounds. Is it time we started moving some players on and, and bringing some? Some coin in the club as well to fund this this revival in the summer. Yeah, I mean, well, we're always well, we're always going to be spending money on on forward players. I mean, we've brought in players that are out of, out of contract, um, and they're all you know none of them are none of them are attack attacking players or strikers. So we've done we've done that bit of business. I mean, if, what we've brought in so far three what look like fairly decent signings. If if they all work for us, of course, there's nothing in material transfer fees. Okay, they'll be cost us a few quid in wages. But I mean that, that's good business. So, I mean, if we bring in if we bring in Lammers for the, the report of three and a half million, that's obviously like a large chunk chunk of the budget. But as you say, if we can shift Glenn Kamara, I mean, I heard the report we were looking for five. Now, if we've if we've said he can go for five, that means we'll sell him for four, as you said, because you don't, you know, if you, if you want two hundred grand for your house, you don't put it on the market at two hundred grand because you won't get that. You know, I mean, you've got to, you've got to go more than you want so you can bargain it down a bit and meet people in the middle. So I reckon if we get four for Glenn, we'll snap somebody's hand off, and he'll be desperate to move. I mean, I believe he's got he's got clubs looking at him. So a wee bit of a bidding war there would be nice, but we don't want it lasting too long because we do need to get rid of him. You know, with getting to respect to Glenn, we need to bring that money in so that we can we can fund deals like that. I mean, if we if we can sell Kamara for what we buy Lammers for, that's that's another great bit of business because effectively he's cost us nothing. No, absolutely. And then you look at if if uh, Glenn Kamara is to leave, Brian. We've already got a, a, another midfielder on his way coming across the Atlantic, fast and furious. Sifuentes, uh, one that I'm really excited about. I love a South American talent, uh, and this guy seems like uh, the real deal. So um, I think you'll be in agreement. Glenn's time has been up and down, really great under under Stephen Gerrard and and and, and Van Bronckhorst a degree, but it's sort of petered out under under Michael Beal and. Um, yeah, I think it's, his time is up. If we can get the money in, we just snap the hands off and take it, don't we? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a two or three elements to this scenario with Glenn Kamara. I think his form initially started dipping, obviously, when the the um, the racism problem happened with the Prague team, and then latterly his two mates, Aribo and Bassi, left the club. So I think his he's kind of just felt a bit alone and. He was obviously very, very good friends with them, and it's it's difficult. I mean, it's it's been 
blatantly obvious, as I say, since probably the Prague sort of game that his form's dipped and he hasn't been the same player. And it's a shame because he is a he's a you know he's got a good engine in him and he you know he's up and down the park, but he's he's almost just been like an empty jersey for too long. And you know his his game time says it all. You know he's he's barely kicked a ball you know in the last six months. So Michael Beals obviously thought you know you're not doing it for me and. You know, it's time to move on. But I mean, I've been saying for months and probably a, a year, two years maybe, that this team needed breaking up a long time ago. And unfortunately, we've let it go till now, till two of the biggest assets that we had at one point have just walked out the door for nothing. So it's it's happened a bit late, but yeah, it's been needing, he's been needing to leave for quite a while. Yeah, don't forget. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a mute there. Don't forget to get your calls at 0141 628 I know the season is over, but the new one is on the horizon and there's plenty to talk about. So we've got the phone, give us a call. Uh, great to hear your points. Um, Kerr, we, we, we spoke there about, um, you know, adding players in. Another name that's come to fruition last couple of days is the uh, Nottingham Forest centre-back, uh, Jonathan Panzo. Um really seems to be gathering some momentum now. You watch a lot of English football, uh, as I know, and you've probably seen a lot of the Championship last season. What can we expect for this boy if it's one that we can get done? You're on mute. Ken has been at the festival this weekend. We can excuse him two mutes, but third one, he's out the door, all right? Um, I'll still get a download vibe in my head. Uh, I think he's going to be similar to Sterling. He's going to be strong, he's going to be physical, he's defensive-minded, which is what we really like to see, but he can get forward. And he done really well with Coventry, I was surprised, and then to back in for him. Uh, and I was surprised for us to let him go as well. So, if he can get him through the door, I'll be really excited about that. I think he would be a really, really good signing for us. And I think he's one that would come in and he would really do really well. But I think we can make more money on him himself. That's what we have to look at things when we bring players in. I could do well for a couple of seasons. How much can we make? You see that letting players on the contracts down, even for now. But he's one I'm, I'm, I'm more excited about getting something like Pan so on and getting talking about other guys I don't know much about. It's just because I know what he can do. Okay, just to come back with you, how important do you think, or how heavily should I say, it would Ross Wilson's involvement be in this one? Because obviously he's now doing the business down uh, in the Midlands with Forest. Do you think he's going to have heavily involvement in getting this one sort of pushed on? Well, hopefully he does better with Forrest than he done with us, but uh, <laughs> I think that's it. If he's down there, hopefully he can strike a deal with him and get him up the road to Glasgow. But it depends how much you're looking for. I don't think it's a lot. I think it's about £2.5 million, which is an easy deal. So, obviously, Ross is director of football here, so he's going to have an involvement in But Forrest have got a lot of players looking at that because they want to reinvest again in a score. So, they're getting other guys who they think... Are they going to play much or they don't want to run out again because we're selling Ran Adon. So they sell him for two and a half million Ran Adon. That'll do me and I see we'll come to the Rangers to do well. And they'll do that well probably when they caught money back on him selling him back down the road. Because he's that type of player, he's young, he's quick, he's exciting to watch and like I say, well like a defender and this boy can defend. Well, uh, Kerr touches there on the, the 2.5 million price tag. Um, j- just sort of feeding into, do you think that may see an exit for the likes of, of Ben Davis? Now, I'm going to try to punt Ben Davis, by the way, on the rabble, but it's a name that keeps getting mentioned when players in that position are coming in. It could be one that we move on to try and fund such moves. Is that something you see maybe happening in the summer? 
I'm not saying we'll necessarily move him on to fund the move, but I've, I've got no doubt at all if we get that sort of offer for Ben Davies, then then he'll be gone. Because I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, I don't think the manager, I don't think the manager fancies him to be perfectly honest. Because if, if he's looking to bring in, you know, centre backs, something's got to give, and he's not getting rid of Goldson, so it's going to be Ben Davies. He's looking to move on. But I mean, on the on the Nottingham Forest point, I think, I think they'll, they'll they shouldn't be too difficult to deal with because I'm pretty sure that. Financial fair play will come into, you know, come into play with them. I mean, they signed about four hundred players last summer. I mean, and they kind of keep them all. And when this financial fair play kicks in, and I don't really, I've not really paid too much attention to how it works, but I know, I know that it is going to get ramped up a little bit. They're going to have to offload players, so you know, they shouldn't be too difficult. I'd like to think as well that Ross Wilson would would do as a wee turn, but he didn't do as many favors when he was here. So who knows? But no, I think that's going to be a, I think that's going to be a, a, a major. A major concern for Forrest, which might actually do us a favour, because we might get them for a little bit less than that if they have to offload all these players. Just call yourself yeah. Man City, Wolfie. Are we having 15 charges? Well, I was going to say, I think financial fair plays uh, is a podcast you could do uh, a whole show, and I'm sure Stuart Wright might be might be the man to do that. He's, he, he could he could do that for us uh, in no time. But Brian, just just I was uh, looking forward to seeing uh, the boy Trusty coming in. Um, you think if, if Panzo comes in, that one would be dead in the water? You, you can't see us spending fees on, on two centre-backs this year? No, I wouldn't think so. Um, as you say, Goldson's obviously the mainstay. Suter is playing, well, in the squad purely because, you know, he's the Scottish nationality for, you know, for Europe, the quota, so we need him as well. Um, Leon King, obviously, the manager, I think, would like to keep him, obviously, because he's, he's one of the youth products, so and for, there's no smoke without fire. Davis's name keeps getting mentioned about leaving, and you know, it's almost as though he's played Davis if there's been nobody else in, in some respects. So, but I can't see us spending like big money on two centre halves. I mean, I think Panzo would sort of probably fit the bill in the sense that he's a left-footed centre half. So, um, and my my man Hel- Helander was a left-footer, so you know, he was he was really good as a left-footed centre half. So. Yeah, the trusty sort of noise has sort of calmed down and this Panzo one sort of came out of nowhere. So it's it's looking more positive towards Panzo than I would say trusty, definitely. Trusty, trusty is the best defender we've been linked with, to be honest with you, in my opinion. Mm. I think you'll end up going somewhere else. So, so, Kev, so just on that, you obviously you say he's the better defender out the two. Why do you think we kind of get that one, that one done then? Do you think maybe Arsenal are after too much money or do you think there's bigger clubs in for him? What, what, what do you see being the, I think the there's a lot of clubs in front of honestly, you know, but I think I'll be a point of club looking at us and trusty, but also think Birmingham City got new owners to get a bit more money to spend as well. When he was there last season, he was all fell accounts happy there. So, listen, English Championship clubs can blow us out of the water wages. We all know that. So, if somebody says some come here for a cut of season, we'll give you 40, 50 grand a week and anywhere else we are. You don't have to move home and stuff, we'll probably take it. But I think Arsenal will want a bit of money. Especially to see six, seven, eight club rank them. So we think, well, why we should we accept two or three million? There's a lot of clubs here. Let's let's play them off each other and see if we can get the best offer because we would do it ourselves. So I think for that reason, we'll probably end up elsewhere. Davis, to me, is a really good player. Ben Davis, I just feel sorry. He seems to be the one that's getting thrown under the bus for some reason. I don't know why. I mean, in the back thing, you see the rest of Ben Davis, but I just feel maybe family issues or whatever he wants back down the road. But I do feel we need to bring in another one because John Suter's injured again, so that doesn't uh, spread too much confidence. 
Yeah, listen, loads of comments uh, coming in fast and furious. But why don't you pick up the phone, 0141 628 7237. Um, give us a call. Look, we don't bite. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and as I say, loads getting said in the comments. It'd be nice to hear you on that phone as well. So pick up the phone and give us a call. Um, well, Kev touches there on, on John Suter. And I know you'd mentioned it this morning uh, as well. I mean, how devastating is this for us as supporters having seen a good wee run of him at the back end of the season? And also it's him for him as well. Yeah, I mean, it was it was reported that he he'd had a he'd picked up a knock in training, but he's going to be discussing it with the Scotland medical team to see if he should withdraw from the squad. And if it was only a knock, why would he be withdrawn from the squad? Because if it was only a knock, it takes a couple of days to recover. I believe they've got two games. I think I saw something on the news tonight. I think one's on Saturday and one's next Tuesday. So if it's only if it's only a knock, surely by Thursday he's okay. If it's if it's such an injury that he's got to withdraw from the squad, that worries me. That really concerns me. Particularly if, it's, particularly if it's an ankle injury. We don't know what it is. Nobody said what the knock is. It could be anything. But it, it concerns me that it, it could mean he withdraws from the squad. I mean, not from the point of view of he, he won't be playing because I don't care if Rangers players never play international football for anybody ever again. You know what I mean? Because I'd rather they're fit to play for Rangers. But if it's keeping him out of that, does does it mean he's, he's as injury prone as we, as we kind of believe he probably is? You know, I mean, it's very, very, it's very, very worrying for me. Brian, just on on Kerr's point that he mentioned, you know, we'd see the best of Ben Davis in a back three, but how much would this hamper Michael Beale's plans for next season if John Suter's out for a, a sustained period in terms of playing a back three? I think it would, because um, Suter played a lot of, think for Hearts at three of the back, so he's obviously comfortable with that system and. Uh, yeah, I mean, this doesn't sort of help Suter's cause when everybody's saying, no, he's had his injury, he's over it, blah, blah. And then this sort of news comes out and you just think, oh, here we go again. And, I mean, it's heartbreaking for the lad. He obviously doesn't want to be injured, but this is that was been, that was our mantra last year. Injured players just dominated our whole season. It was just frightening how many people got injured. And this doesn't, this really doesn't, uh, this just adds fuel to the fire in regards to people's opinions of Suter. So it's a shame for the lad, but I mean, this is this is obviously why he's going for the likes of Trusty and Panzo because he's obviously well Goldson out. Goldson's out for ten month, ten weeks. Sorry, with whatever injury he had, and you know, so it's 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 another position that we thought was going to get sorted, but it seems to just be building up again. You know, with more injuries. Yeah, Kara. I mean, just. Uh... Brian uses the phrase, here we go again. Is there a fear that we're going to go into the new season with these injuries hanging over us and that, that sort of worry going into you know, bigger games, worrying about who's going to be fit, who's who we, who's the manager going to have to choose from? Because obviously, at the start of last season, we had real problems at centre-back, didn't we? We did, but if he bring in the players he wants, I don't think we'll have an issue. And because even if he does, if somebody's injured, he might be done the last few games in the season, he's... Uh, Lundstrom is dropping back, wasn't he, in that back three position? So he'll, he'll do that as well. So I don't think he'll worry too much about it. I think he'll worry more about, obviously, Suter. I think he's keep a card. But we all know saying John Suter was a risk. Everybody knew that for the kickoff. So it's just one of these signs. You'll get good games out of him. You'll get times he may be missing. And you'll get times where he's on the park. But it's a bit like Ryan Jatton came out with. How many times he's going to be on the park? How many times he's going to be missing? That's what you're going to have to, going to, have to weigh up, hopefully. We're going apart more, but we're just going to have to watch how he goes because he's just one of these guys where you think he's fit and you're to go. And it can be something 
not even that bad. Some for it away with football he gets injured. You just don't know. He's, obviously his body's just not like he's always had injury issues. So sometimes these things happen just for no apparent reason. So it's a shame for Suter, but it's something he's, he's lived with. So as a club, we knew that when we signed him. So we're just going to have to maybe put it as long as he's here. But we just hate putting up the guys who are injured because for some reason it seems to happen quite a lot with us. Listen, guys, please pick up that phone because if you can't see him, but Martin's down there. He's looking very, very sad. Um, he's desperate to speak to somebody on the phone. So if you can, 01416287237. Just even have a blither with Martin. You don't even come on the show. Just pick Martin up for a wee bit. Um, guys, I want to just switch up. Well, um, news broke today. Um, maybe not a, a massive surprise in terms of where he's went, but Ryan Kent, four-year deal in Turkey with, with Fenerbahce. Um What's your sort of overall thoughts on that one? Is that is that a surprise? Is that the sort of club you thought he'd go to? Or I'm very very surprised he's gone there. He's obviously gone there chasing the money because he hasn't he hasn't gone to Fenerbahce for in my opinion he hasn't gone to Fenerbahce for football reasons because you don't go to Turkey for football reasons. You know what I mean? I mean he's definitely not going there for a quiet life because their fans are mental. So. He'll, he'll, he's not there for that. It would, one of my one of my pals said to me earlier they'd be back in be back in the UK within six months. I don't. I think he'll be back within this time next year. I think he'll be looking to get back to the UK if he's not back already, because it is it's, it's mad. I think it's mad over there, and he's he's not he's not particularly going to win anything. He'll get paid an absolute fortune. I mean, I believe it's a four year contract that they've given him, and that'll be on a lot of money. But he also, I think he had op- he had options in on the continent. He had options down in England. So I'm very surprised he didn't go to he didn't go to like a a bigger league because you'll never go to a bigger you'll never go to a bigger club than Rangers. I'm I'm surprised he didn't go to a bigger league just to try and show that he's he's not the player that we that we're beginning to think he is because he he fell off a cliff for us. I mean he wasn't interested. He chucked it. I mean he he absolutely chucked it with us, which is not acceptable. So he's got a lot to prove just to get his reputation back, even just amongst us, you know. Uh, up here in Scotland, so I'm very, I'm very surprised he's going, he's going to Fenerbahce. But fair play to the lad. I mean, he's if he sees every four-year contract, then he'll never have to work again. But it's a strange, strange move for me. Brian, you know, you look at the sort of the names that have gone to Turkey before in British players. I mean, just recently, as last season, we saw Delhi Ali go to Besiktas, and we all know how that's panned out for him. So. As Will says there, a four-year deal, people saying he'll be in England within six months. It's going to take a, a hefty fee to get him to England but with that length of contract, is it not? It probably will be. Um, I wouldn't like to say what sort of contract he's on. It'll be, you know, because I think he was on 14 with us. So, you know, he'll be on double or triple, maybe even quadruple that with the, you know, over there. So, but yeah, I, I I don't, he'll never, he'll never see out that four years. No chance. Um, he'll be back in the English Championship in no time, and it's for me. It's one of those ones. It's he's, he he could turn out to be one of these what if guys that if you know he had knuckled down and you know just I mean he was just another player from last season that kind of I wouldn't say down tools. I hate saying that, but you know the 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 motivation and the mojo wasn't there. Um, and he, I'm, I'm kind of worried that he's going to be one of these guys that's a, a what if and what, sh- and instead of, you know, what he was, you know, um, and that's that's the worry for me. But I mean, as well as Wolf says, I, I, he'll, he'll never last the four years. Um, I think Kenny Miller had problems when he was out there. I think Chris Boyd had problems. 
with money getting paid out there. So no, I'm just I'm not convinced he'll see out the four years. But good luck to him. Um, he obviously he's obviously wanted to move abroad. So good luck to him. Okay, I'll come to you. Just sort of moving the, the topic on slightly, but Malik Tillman, another one uh, in in the in the media today, sort of Bayern maybe touting him to the likes of, of Brighton to get a bit more money. Um, that one's dead in the water for Rangers now, right? Yeah, yeah, it's dead in the water. I think if it's going to happen, it'll happen. I think Bayern know he's been looked at by a few teams, but obviously been maybe teams contacted Bayern for interest to see how Rangers' situation lay, and they thought they'll. I think, it was a, I think it was a, I'm, not, I'm not sure, but I think it was a date on it. Once it was past that date, then it, it, it was open for us. So I think, listen, money we were paying for him was a lot of money for us, but money like that is not a lot of money for teams in England. It's money they can find in the back of the sofa, do you know what I mean? The amount of money they have down there. So, listen, he liked it. I liked the manager. He liked playing with the club. I think, I think he was a fan of the league by all accounts. That's what the leader are saying. So, listen, we have a, same with Ryan Kent. Good luck to him. Whenever they go, because the point was that the dumb male realised, obviously, I mean, you'd get a, you can criticise both at times, but the dumb male now, we're not doing it. I don't know, Ranger Shop, we supported them. So good luck to you, two of them, because I think Rangers players don't like to see you doing well. I do agree with Brian, but for Brian Kent, good luck getting your wages, because it's not the best place to get your wages in Turkey. <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to do some digging before I go on, just to see sort of the intricacies of the deal and see if I could get a, a figure nailed on for his, for his salary, but there was, uh, there was nothing forthcoming. Um, we have a, a, a caller, guys. We've got a caller. Connor, he wants to come on and talk about Sam Lammers. So, Connor, the floor is yours, my man. How you doing, lads? Uh, great show, as it usually is. Um, no, listen, I, I'm not enamoured by this fella at all. Um, you know, his last four seasons, his stats are abysmal. Let's be honest here. He's in three clubs. He scored nine goals and I think it's something like well over 80 appearances in that time as well so it's not like you know, he's had injury problems or he's been out and that's why I just think that we need to be bringing in a striker that's got far better stats than that and, and somebody that's going to actually make an impact um, now he could come in and surprise everybody but I just don't see it and I think we've all seen enough um, donkeys getting brought into Ibrox over the years with a bit of promise about them and then they do nothing when they get here um, and I just fear that he would come in and be another Sibo-esque character um, where you'd will him to do well but he just wouldn't be able to cut it um, and let's not forget we're talking about not just playing domestically in terms of a goal scorer but you're also talking about a goal scorer that you want to compete in Europe whether it's the Champions League which we'll all be hoping for or the Europa League Um and he just doesn't seem at that level. Um, I think we have to be aiming our, our expectations just a bit higher than that, really. Brian, I'll, I'll come to you. Sibo-esque? Well, well, we won't know until he, he arrives, if it is, if it comes. Um, yeah. I'm, I just the, the, the very name Sibo just put shivers up my spine. I kind of <laughs> forgot about him, but, oh, geez. I mean, Sibo, I mean... God loves a trier, but my God, Sibo just couldn't score, could he? he? Just scored a screamer against Chelsea in a preseason, and then that was pretty much it. And then one against Aberdeen, I think, and that was, you know, no. I mean, I, I, as I said before, I'm I'm kind of worried about his stats as well. But you know, stats aren't everything, as folk are saying in the comments. You know, uh, Scott's said that he, he he likes his sort of style and that. So again, this is what I was saying earlier. He's going for a player of a certain style to fit his system. Maybe he's 
you know, six foot three. That's the sort of system, or sorry, the style that he's wanting to fit the system. So we've just got to put our total trust in uh, Michael Beale here, and hopefully he isn't another Seville. Let's be honest. I mean, yeah, listen, I think, you know, we don't know until he gets here what he's going to do. No, ex exactly, yeah. Um, well, the, the, the Connor was saying there about how important it is, not that you just get players for the domestic, but also for, for the Europe, for Europe. And this boy's obviously played on the continent for a number of years. Is that going to be important? It's going to be important. I mean, we do, I mean, Europe's, Europe's vital. I mean, we've got Champions League qualifiers coming very, very quickly at the start of August. And they're going to be very, they're going to be vitally important because although the Champions League is probably not the tournament for us at the moment, we need to be in it to get the experience of being in it, hopefully finish third, get into the Europa League and then see what happens from there. Um, and we do need strikers that are going to score as goals. Hope, I mean, hopefully if we do bring this guy, Michael Beale's obviously seen something in him that he thinks he can work with and... Hopefully he's going to fit a system he wants to play. I mean, I've noticed as well a lot of these guys that he's looking at, they're all big, big lads. I mean, we were we were missing height in the team. You know, the last couple of seasons we've really missed height in the team. I mean, this guy Lammers is six foot three. Some of the other guys are we've been saying are six one, six two. So, you know, he's putting height in the team, which worries me slightly because I hope we don't we don't end up just going long ball if it's not working for us in games. But yeah, I mean, there's the other, there's, there's the other lad we'll be, we'll be linked with as well. It's only it scored um, six goals for Cremonese. His name's gone right out. The guy, the guy from Dressa. Who's that? Aye, Dressa. Uh, so you know, I mean, there's people saying, look, he's he's not scored enough goals, but cut him a bit of slack because his team got relegated. But he scored four times the goals, four times the goals that Lammers has. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It is a bit of a worry that we're not signing guys with a bit a bit more kind of goal scoring goal scoring stats. As Kerr says, stats aren't everything. But we, as, and again, as Brian says, we don't know till these guys come in. But I really, really hope uh, Connor's wrong with the Sibo esque thing, because I mean, I mean, Sibo cult hero, but really didn't do anything for us. Connor, you, you'd said obviously Lammers isn't for you. I'm going to do my best, Gordon Dung here. Wh what sort of names have you got for us that you would like to see coming? <laughs> I'm. That's a good question. I suppose I. Um, you know, I don't know. I just think. I just think we could go better than that. I mean, I, I think certainly, and I know not going to be popular names, but, you know, I'm thinking, could you know, look at, you know, maybe somebody like a Che Adams character potentially, because it's not as if you'd have to break the bank considering that they've just been delegated and he's probably going to go anyway, or, you know, uh, even other, you know, even somebody like Kevin Van Veen, at least he's a proven goal scorer in Scotland and the guy scored more goals in a single season than either of the two that we're potentially going to bring in combined have scored um, over the last couple of years. So, and that, and he also ticks the box of being a big striker as well. Um, again, I know he's not popular because you know he's, he's unlovable, but I just think if we are not going to be looking at bringing, and I know stats sometimes can lie on everything, I get that, but we've got to be trying to bring in a striker that, that has a record, a track record of at least having a season of getting 10 or more goals because we know that Ruth, if he stays, you know, we'll be lucky if, if we can keep him fit for half the season, if that. Um, if we can, if Beal can somehow get that out of him, I'd be delighted, because for me, he'd still be our number one striker. And Trollak, I still think he's got goals in him, but you want a player to excite you. 
you know, you want somebody that gets you off your feet. And listen, you know, we all had our issues with Morelos the last um, year or two, but he's the record goal scorer for this club in Europe now because he had that ability to spring up and create his own moments at times as well, even though he was as frustrating as all hell. Um, I just worry when I hear some of these names that they they maybe wouldn't wouldn't do that where somebody more proven might be able to to do a bit better. Um, I mean, there was Kevin Nis, but again, not a popular name, but he's got a better goal scoring record than these guys. He went for two million down to Millwall, so you know it's we need a proven goal scorer to come in and, and grab the bull by the horns because one of the biggest issues we had last year was we didn't score enough goals. And James Tavernier was having to bail us out in games and he's a right back and he should, that shouldn't be what we're relying on. Well, you, you talk about players getting you off your seat when you mentioned uh, Shea Adams' his name. Kerr grimaced a wee bit. Kerr, not a fan of that name, no? I should really like Shea Adams as a player, but I think Rangers have to move hard enough to get him up here. You couldn't tempt him. I mean, to get guys like Shadow's Speed and Southampton, they relegated. No chance. Money talks in football now. Football's changed. I mean, we could all sit here and name strikers they want Rangers to go for. It's easy. I mean, it's all guys right. It's all guys. He can score goals and bring him in. But it's not to us. It's up to manager. And sometimes we'll go for guys who... There's not to tell us Rangers haven't approached other players and been told this is much as going to be. And they thought, well, wait a minute, we can't afford that. Or the wages come and think we can't afford that either. So they're going for guys who they know they've got a chance of getting. And every manager, doesn't matter who it is, thinks he can sign somebody who's still got a point to prove. Like basically he's tried to do with Campbell. He's come up here, poor stats last few years, not played a lot of football. Now he's everybody's favourite. So maybe he thinks he can do it with others who had the ability in the past and just need maybe a change of scenery at a good pace for the club. Do you know what I mean? So it's difficult. I mean, Van Bean's not for me, you know. I think we need better. I know he scores goals in the SPL, that's great. Nisbet would never play for Rangers, I'll tell you that now. And Shanklin would play for Rangers, but I think to get him for hearts, would be more than they're paying for Lammers. So I think that's no go. So I think it's very difficult for Magic to bring some in. And I think we're just going to have to trust them because we might not agree with some of these signings. And obviously, if we don't play well, we can sit on here and slate them. But until then, we have to give the guys a chance to come through the door. Connor, thanks for your call, mate. Call back at any time you like. It's been great points there. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for watching. Have a good day. Thank you. Listen, I know Cares saying there about Kevin Van Veen, but my cousin every morning texts me saying Kevin Van Veen. And uh, the boy makes a good point there, Connor, about you need players that can play in Europe as well. And I think we're maybe just getting blinded by the fact that the fact they done a, a Michael Higdon. Uh, well, but they've, they've got fashion who scored goals in SPL. We don't need somebody else. We need to bring our type of players. And I don't mind the Scottish players in this, but we never play for any years. I know that's a fact. And probably well for Jamie Shankland, you would take. But Hearts would want a fortune. And you wouldn't pay that. For somebody for the SPL, you, you just wouldn't. You could probably sell them to Millwall for two million, but if it's Rangers, they'd want four. And we, we wouldn't pay that for somebody. It's just the way the football works. People don't want to sell, sell their rivals, so we have to look for their field. And Michael Peel has got a, he's obviously got a budget he's playing with, and he's trying to bring in a lot of players at one time. And we're going to have to just try and try and trust them. Some of them, some of them will probably end up being, I'm not going to say the word, but probably end up not doing, doing that well as all some signings do, but some will end up surprising us. So we're just going to keep our fingers crossed and hope he gets more right than wrong. Well, if you're, you were going to come in there on, on the Kevin Van Veen, you look poised. 
Well, Kevin Van Veen's a complete non-starter for me. I mean, the guy's, what, is he 31 years old and he's in a decent six months in, in Scotland? I mean, that's that's fine, but my mother will, I don't watch a lot of mother, my mother will play route one. Long, long, long ball over the top, Van Veen scores the goals or they score off a set plays. Nah, not for me. No, I mean, we probably get we probably get him for a song and he wouldn't be difficult difficult to negotiate with wages wise. But nah, no, we, we, if we're looking at at players like Kevin Van Veen, then we're settling for second best, and that's not good enough for Rangers. We need be, we need better than that. I mean, I I don't know. I was going to ask Connor before he went away, um, and so I'll ask you guys: Would would you be adverse to, to splashing out on a inverted commas big name striker for a season just to get the league back? Somebody like with no sell on value. So for I, I don't know. I, I'll throw out there was a name in the comments. I'll throw out that he's never going to come because we can't afford them, right? It's Jamie Vardy, right? Somebody like that, right? I'm not, I don't know enough about players in, in the lower divisions in England and stuff like that. Carol know more than I do, right? But guys of the goal scoring kind of ability of Jamie Vardy, somebody like that, throw a lot of money at it for a season just to get into the Champions League and to get the title back. Would you be would, would you be in favour of that, Robert? Are you or are you looking to buy players only buy players that we can we can shift on for more money a couple of years down the line? Oh, listen, I'm going to let my my heart ruin my head here, but I'll take Jamie Vardy in a heartbeat. Love a guy. Uh, I think that would be brilliant for the club. Um, I think it would be like a default kind of signing. I think you get more games out than default. To be honest, I think he looks fitter. Um, so I'd do that tomorrow. Bite my hand off. Aye, Brian Scott. Um, I'm, 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 I mean, the, if we weren't needing so many players in the squad, I would kind of go with Wilf and, you know, splash out in a big name. But the problem we've got is we're going to have to, you know, we're, we're needing lots of players. It's not just one or two we're needing. And I, I would hate to burst the, the budget on, or half the budget or three quarters of the budget on one player. And from looking, well, from seeing who's linked and, who have signed? Um, it's not, I don't think we're going to be splashing serious money on a you know a, a big name. So, and yeah, I mean it's it would it'd be nice, but it's it's an awful big risk. And as if it wasn't for the fact that we were needing so many players, I would kind of go down the line of wealth. But it's because of the amount of players we're needing. Then I wouldn't say it's going to happen. I'm afraid. I would bring in Jimmy Vardy if the wages were affordable, but I don't think he would get the freedom he does in England the way we play, because when they have the, it's just the way we play, it's different, but I'd bring him in, I would never bring him in, I would always bring him in because he's a quality football player, like you mean before he would score goals, so if it's affordable and we could do it, then I'd bring him in, 100%. I don't want to bring in Kevin Van Nguyen right enough. I'll do the one about Jamie McLaren there. I think he had a wee spell in Scotland, didn't he, at Hibs? And, I mean, I, I know someone that was a electric and formidable, so it's a, it's a no for me, Aldo, on that one. Um, just to sort of bring it back in then, I think we, we before we got the call, we, we were touching <coughs> on uh, Malik Tillman, Wilf. Um, do you think that the addition of Alamas sort of puts Tillman firmly on the shelf and we move on from that? I think... Um, I, don't, I don't know... I've not got any any information on it, but I would imagine that the the option to buy Tillman is probably is probably date sensitive, and I'd imagine that date's very very soon. I mean, the transfer window opens on Wednesday, so I would I would imagine that we probably been told that the contract was probably right 
you've got until the transfer window opens in the, in the summer of 2023 to tie down Malik Tillman or you're not getting them at the fight at the, the quoted price, which I believe is about five million pounds. So in my mind, we've got 48 hours to get him or we're not getting him. And I don't think he's going to come. I mean, it sounds by all the reports that Bayern reckon they can get money, more money elsewhere for him. So they've probably put in his head, listen, stay here and we'll do something else with you. Because yeah, we've got an exclusive option on them, but that will be that will be time sensitive. So I think that'll be running out. And there's not a lot of noise in the club saying he's coming back in. So unfortunately, I think that ship sailed because I would I would assign him in a heartbeat because we'd make money on him. And he is a he is a really, really good player. He knows the club now. Um Michael Beale's on record as saying he wanted him. But I mean the type of players we're bringing in tells me that nah, we've kind of resigned ourselves to the fact that he's not coming. Brian, just again on <clears throat> Malik Tillman it's a strange one isn't it because I think if the player wanted to sign he'd have signed right yeah absolutely I think I, I don't think I don't think the way Michael Beale sort of conducts his business that he would have you know he certainly went left Scotland and gone back to Bayern and got his injury seen by them I think they would have at least if they were going to make the move permanent I think they would have activated the clause you know, I I think that any time during his loan, they could have activated, activated it, couldn't they, or, or said that they're intending to keep him to, after the end of the season. So, no, I mean, Tillman was one of those ones that he was he was almost like a he was almost like a luxury player. You know, he would turn up and you know he'd do fancy stuff. Very talented, but with you know, cup finals, cup semis. He kind of just wasn't the games passed him by, and it's a shame. I, I I get he's only twenty, but as the guys are saying, that's not what we're needing just now. We're not needing guys that are projects. We're needing apps. We're needing. Brian, know, I'm going to jump in here because we've got another call on the wing. Right. Thought, Scott, you're through the guys. What's your point tonight? Hi guys, good show. Enjoy listening to these. Um, oh, I, if you don't mind, what I'll do is I'll kind of just see if I can give my opinion on how I see Bill building the team going forward and then just to get your your opinion then the way I see is I, I, the amount of defenders that were built uh, were linked to him but I, I do see he's got to a back three um, we were, I think Wolf mentioned earlier we seem to be going for tall athletic guys I think we'll go with a solid a back three tall solid guys that can defend and you've got Tav and probably Yilmaz in the other end um, bombing at him down and I, th- I just I think we'll, the midfield that we've got as well, I think we'll just be looking to hem teams in and they, they just want to be able to get through us. And if they do manage to try and counter on us, we've got three guys at the back here. Um, my concern is, and you have touched on it, the, the strikers, uh, the goals, they're not, you know, they're not banging them in. But I think if we can build to the back, and I think that's what we're doing, set pieces, we won 55 and get to, um, done well in Europe there. We told guys are able front post getting on the the, the the end of things as well. That's how I see the team kind of being built. Okay, I'll come to you. Just a nice, nice, nice uh, point that on on the tactics and mentioning mm. obviously able at the front post and stuff. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think Michael's really doing what Scott said. I think he's obviously a keeper. He he wants and goals, and he's. I think we'll go to a back scene. I think he wants athletic guys at the back who can get up top, who can defend, who can have pace in case teams do break on us. And obviously, we have full backs, you've got Tab, but you've also got Paul and you've got Nomads. 
in the middle of the park, you maybe only need one sitter because we're playing three at the back, just depending on who you're playing against. And you get guys like Dill there, and you get Hadji if he's still here. You get Camel who can break forward, Raskin, and then maybe he'll play two up top. We just don't know if that's the case. Maybe he'll go to Lammers, which is a big guy. Maybe he wants a smaller guy next to him. Maybe he wants to go back to the old big man, me man. Like, I love because that was McCoy's inherently, but you don't know if that's what uh, Michael Bill's thinking. If I play three at back, you get more security, so you can maybe play three up top. Your armor's more than one that can sit deeper. So I think the names are the names are linked with. I think we just have to wait and see what they're like. But I agree with Scott. I think I think it will be a back three. Scott, just in terms of obviously the, the business we're doing, is it is it is it is it exciting you? You're looking forward to a new season? What's your your sort of overall uh, overall emotion heading into the the, the, the preseason? I I know I know what I did say there about then. I'm, I wouldn't say concerned about the strikers. I've got full trust in Bill. I really, really do. Even towards the end of the season, I think he's he's already proved with that that squad of players that was kind of on its way out. A lot of them, um, he managed to get a good tune to them, and he was just ticking us over until the end of the season. We were really, really unlucky in a lot of the games against them, and we just basically shot ourselves in the foot massively. Um, individual errors. So I, I've got full full confidence in Bill. Um I know he can he's a good guy for a player. He's proven that as well. He's good he's coaching. That was his you know his career was coaching. I think he'll get a tune. A lot of these guys that seem to be like the the, the, can't, the sorry, the can't well that seem to be guys that maybe just fell off. And I think the guy Lamar and that whatnot, if he can get a good tune at them, I think we'll be doing well. And I like I said I've got full Full confidence, Bill. I think we all win the league this season. I said that early on. I love that. I love that confidence. I share that with you as well. Well, just done that there then, about um, sort of Michael Beal getting a tune out of players. Is that going to be important in terms of attracting players to the club? Yeah, of course it is. I mean, they, they, they're obviously going to, you know, any the, the players that he spoke to, you know, the Lammers and the Madges and these kind of guys, and he's made a point of saying he's going to be speaking personally to these players. They'll have a look in and they'll, they'll see what he's done for, for Raskin, you know. They'll see what he's done for Cantwell. I mean, I mean, Cantwell's career was kind of stagnating a bit, and he came to us. He's hit the ground running, and he's absolutely flying now. They'll they'll see that these guys are still young enough that they've got another big contract in them, so they can see that and say, "Look, come to Rangers." I mean, Michael will be probably hopefully be honest with him. Say, "Look, come to us, couple of seasons, win a win a couple of trophies, play in Europe, put yourself back out there." And then that big payday you're looking for will come and you'll go to whenever it is you know you ultimately want to go because that's that's what our model's going to be now, you know. And if you don't fancy moving on, the Rangers fans are going to love you, you know, yeah. because they can't. These players these days when they're linked, I mean, the way that like we look at YouTube links of players, players will look at, look at YouTube films of the teams they're going to play for or the teams that are interested in them. I mean, I mean any any football player of any any sort of caliber will look at video. You just need to show them the video footage of the Europa League semi-final at Ibrox against against Leipzig. What any any player at all anywhere in the world would want to come and play in that? They want to be part of that, of course they would. So hopefully Michael will be selling that to them, and they're having a look, going, "Oh, I'm having a bit of that." And then it's up to them after that. Scott, thanks for coming on tonight, mate. Come back on again, won't you? Nice one, Bob. Cheers, Cheers Scott. Thanks, thanks mate. So we've probably got time for to squeeze one more in. 0141628 7237. Um a couple of good points there, Brian. Uh about uh, you know tactically going to a back three. It's something that gets mentioned quite regular. Um do you think that that'll be something we'd stick with or we'll, we'll switch it up a bit in Europe and, and obviously the league? I would say 
I would say again, Michael Beale is going to approach certain games in certain ways, whether the we're playing away from home or at home, um, attacking team, a defensive team. You know, he's obviously going to try and mix things up. He's obviously spoke or, or he's he's rumored to have you know two a two up front for a long time. You know, he, he teased us, excuse me, a few times last season, but it never it never came to fruition. So it's it's obviously. I mean, he's obviously a very tactically minded guy, Michael Beale. You know, he's 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 the the coach that seemingly made everything tick when Steven Gerrard was here, as everybody knows. And he's he's obviously realizing that you know the sometimes the formation we play in Scotland doesn't quite work in the sense you know you know the low block and you know, everything like that. So yeah, it's he's obviously got a tight. I would like us always have to have a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C if whatever can work. You know, so. There we go. So, but I mean, it's, Brian, it's, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming in too fizzy on you again because every time you talk, we got a phone call, so you can keep talking. Um, John <laughs> is on the line. John, welcome to the Rabble Podcast. Uh, what's your point tonight? Uh, it's just uh, about Van Veen. Uh, would you take Van Veen as a squad player? No, no, as a number one, a starter, a squad player is in Rangers. No, Ryan, Ryan, let's, Ryan, let's come to you because you were sort of mid mid throw there, and I cut you off. So I like um, is are we gonna well the, the price that was quoted for him or seemingly was rumored around a million quid. Um, I wouldn't like to spend a million quid on somebody that's just going to sit on the bench. Um, I mean, he knows the league. He scored twenty odd, twenty seven goals, was it? Um, it's another one of those ones. It's going to be dead money, you know. It's you're, once you spend that million, you're not going to get it back because of his age. So you either you either buy him for the for the now and just accept that you're going to lose the million quid. So it's it's. I mean, his wages wouldn't be massive as well. So there's positive and negatives to it. It's just does he fit? Does 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 he suit a Michael Beale system? That would be obviously Michael Beale's thoughts, John. What, what, what about Aye. we send Cholak and then we bring in Van Veen? Uh, no, we still need somebody else and all, you know what I mean? But uh, I think even Van Veen, if he can get you 20, 20 odd goals a season and help you win the league, he's, uh, a million's nothing, really, you know what I mean? To win that league back. Well, if there's a guarantee. I mean, he's a proven, he is a pro- he's a proven goal scorer in Scotland. No, it certainly is. Wolf, is, is there guarantees though if you spend the money he replicates the season and you win the league though? No, because he scored goals against teams that attack Motherwell because Motherwell, Motherwell aren't very good. So teams, wherever Motherwell go, teams attack them. There's loads of space in the back. We don't, as we all know, we don't get that. Teams come in the park and bus, they sit there. I don't, I haven't seen enough of Kevin Van Neen to know what sort of striker he is. I know he scores goals. But for me, he's had, he's had well, a decent six or well, eight months. Van Veen is off to FC Groningen. Good, because I don't want him anyway. So good. There you, there you go, John. Apparently, Van Veen's away to FC, away to FC Groningen. I don't. My my biggest thing with bringing in somebody like Van Veen, right? That that pushes our, our young strikers even further, either further down the pecking order. You know, I mean, we've got you know young guys like, like Zach, Zach Lovelace that we brought in from Millwall. Now Zach's not the finished article, nothing like it, right? But. He'll probably he'd score as many goals for us as Van Veen would if you're bringing Van Veen in as a squad player. If you're not starting him, you're only putting him on the bench to bring him on as and when. You can do that with, with Zach Lovelace, who's 17, get three or four good years out of him, make a fortune on him, or have him here and make him make him a, a legend at Rangers. You know what I mean? It's it's 
I, I can see where John's. I can see. Wolf, yeah. John, I can see. I can see where you're coming from. But Brian says, but Brian says it's dead. It's dead money. Guy like Van Veen, it's dead money. I'd I'd rather see us try to promote some of the young guys. Uh, I mean, I don't think the boy Robbie is good enough. He's at the age now. We're probably going to have to move him on. But I think somebody like like Lovelace. Or, you know, you can bring in guys like Aaron Lyle, who I know Aaron's not a striker, but he'll score you goals because he knows how to hit the back of the net. So, bringing in guys yeah, like Van Yeah, definitely Lovelace, aye. Aye. You are, I'm not too, I'm not too hungry with you, aye. No, I don't, I don't think, I don't think, I think you're now at the age, John, that he's going to have to move on if he wants to, wants to. I think for, for me, you're a, you're a bit like Ryan Hardy, you know. He's, he'll score aye. goals, but he's, he's no, he's not ready for Rangers yet, so he's going to have to move on for me. Move on, aye. Aye. John, John, can I just sort of come back to you and, and sort of say, you know, in terms of the, the overall transfer dealings that we're getting linked to and, and we're brought in today, are you happy? Are you a confident man heading into the new season? Uh, no, I'm not confident with this Lammers uh, fella, man. No, no, at all, man. Honestly, it's, it's, I'm kind of on the fence with that one, you know. Don't get too many splinters up there. Care, um, John, John, <laughs> confident with the Lammers uh, addition. How can you try and pick him up, help him out? Listen, it's because we, a lot of you don't know a lot about Lammers, to be honest with you. And I think it's a name that's come out the blue, but obviously Michael Beale was been working on it for a while because by all accounts, when he went to Rome, that's who he was meeting with, it was a player or his agent or So obviously, it's a player Michael Beale was in after for a while. So we're just going to have to maybe judge and manage at that moment, uh, trust him. And when he comes in, we can start to talk about the player. Then, listen, it's because we don't know a lot about him. People just automatically look at his goal scoring record and think, nah, no, for me. But there's more to a player than just stats, like I've said before. Listen, I could be wrong. He came in here and be a total donkey, like everybody's saying, and I can be sitting here uh, backtracking. But I think we just have to trust Michael Beal. It's a guy wanted for out by all accounts. And listen, if he comes and does really well, and then we sell him on, like Bill said before, for a couple of years, for a couple of one million in bottle for. You know, it'll be good for us if he leaves a few trophies under his arm. So, listen, just trust the manager. This year isn't going to be a one window operation anyway. We're going to have to go into January and probably next summer to get the full Michael Beal one. So, I think he's just looking to see what he can bring in at the moment to put a jigsaw piece down the players he already got who he wants to keep in trust. John, are you feeling more confident after that? I hope he proves me wrong, eh, Lammers. I hope he proves me wrong. I'll be delighted if he proves me wrong. Well, listen, when he scores his first goal, come back on the phone and we'll have you back on, all right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cheers for calling, John. Thank you. All the best. Right, bye-bye. Cheers. Cheers, Well, lads, that's uh, the ever upon us. Um, some points that I didn't, I didn't get to go through really. Um, I was going to come to Wilf, the resident travel guide um, for the upcoming friendly. Come to you quickly, Wilf. I know Martin's keen to obviously get his get us off, but just on the the trip to to Hoffenheim, um, a good one. Trips to Germany are always good, Robert. I mean, I've done, I've been lucky enough to do a few. Germany's Germany's fantastic for uh, for football, even not just watching Rangers. I mean, I was there, uh, I was there in February uh, watching. Uh, RB Leipzig, and then I went to see uh, Union Berlin. You know what I mean? Fan- fantastic trips, just it's, it's fabulous. Um, Hoffenheim's not the easiest place in the world to get to, um, but you have got one. I mean, you've got one or two options. But it's basically it's basically in the middle of Germany. Hoffenheim itself is a village of about four thousand people, but the ground but the ground holds thirty thousand because it's actually in the next it's actually in the next town, which is slightly bigger. 
it's they're not. I remember when Hull Frame came into the came into the Bundesliga and there was all this uh, how can I how can I a town that size have a Bundesliga club? But their ground's not actually in the village of Hoffenheim, it's in, in the next town, which is about I don't know, ten minutes up the road or whatever. Um but yeah, it, it looks like we're taking a, a sizable support over. I mean, looking at social media, all the all the, the user suspects that go go to Europe are going, so I reckon we'll take a couple of thousand anyway. Which for a piece of how, how many tickets are we getting? Do we know? Not a clue, but I mean the ground the ground holds thirty thousand. Right. I don't think they're the biggest supported club. So well, can I can I just clarify something that Robert just said? That I'm not keen to get you off. <laughs> by the way, right? So don't start it's using these. Robert's keen to get off. I'm back on in ten minutes. <laughs> um, no, so uh, I uh, I think a couple of you had said you were applying for tickets for the for the trip. Will you be there? Well, you'll definitely be there, right? My flight, my my flights are booked. I booked my flights. I booked my flights for for recording the um the first of the of the rabble random hour shows on Friday. I was sitting here. Let, let, I let uh, I let Stu and Martin do all the talking. I sat and booked my flights. Um, so yeah, as I say, there's there's going to be at least a couple of thousand there, which for me is really really good for our new players because they'll get to see, you know, what playing away in Europe means to Rangers because they'll look about and they'll go, hold on. This is a pre-season friendly. League doesn't start for a week. And they've brought this over to here. And it's not the easiest place to get to because you can't fly into Hoffenheim. It's not one of these places. Like if the game was in Frankfurt, you can fly into Frankfurt, you can fly into Munich, you can fly into Stuttgart, you can fly into Berlin. I mean, I mean Hoffenheim, the nearest the nearest airport's about an hour away on the train. Either in Karlsruhe or in Stuttgart. You know what I mean? So... People, people are going out of their way to get to, the, get to not the easiest place to get to. So the new players will look about them and go, if they didn't know when they signed what, the, what, the, what they've come into, they'll certainly find out then because they'll know. Obviously, they'll have full eyebrows for the, the, the Newcastle and the, and the, um, the Hamburg games. That, that's a given. But for them, for them to see a European friendly away, they'll know exactly what it means, which has got to stand us in good stead for European stuff, which no, starts 10 days after a Hoffenheim game. Yeah, point well made. Uh, Let's be honest, think... Robert. If there was a f- football match on the moon that Rangers are playing in, Wolf would be on the phone to NASA to get a flight up. He would absolutely. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, so lads, pleasure tonight. Thanks for 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 stopping by. Thanks for stopping by in the comments. Thanks to the guys that picked up the phone. Uh, I've enjoyed it. Uh, and if you do get to Germany and see Wolf, do say hello to him because I'm sure he'll enjoy absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. We are about to record a European pod about the upcoming potential opponents for us in that qualifying round. Um, that should drop tomorrow on Patreon. If you're watching this now or watching it later, like, subscribe, tell your pals. Um, you know, we'd love to have more on board. Uh, it's something that we're really passionate about. So, um, hi guys, thanks very much for your time tonight, uh, and, and see you all later on. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.